Welcome to the first episode of Rotman Marketing Podcast, hosted by Rotman Marketing Association, where we bring marketing thought leadership to aspiring marketing leaders. I'm your co-host, Christine. And I'm Conrad. Today we have two special guests, James Kissick and John Stevenson. James is an assistant director career at the Rotman MBA Career Center. James is focused on developing strategic partnerships with organizations within the CPG, retail, transportation, manufacturing, entertainment, and media portfolios. He is a catalyst for bringing corporate partners and MBAs together. John is the president of Rotman Marketing Association, Case Competition King, founder and president of a marketing agency with specialization in experiential and live event execution. Post-graduation, he's looking to join an international retail brand in a strategic marketing role. James and John, welcome to the show. I would like to first thank you for being here. And I just wanted to ask you, are there any interesting uh, happenings or news that caught your attention recently on marketing? And why don't we start with you, James? Uh, yeah, so I would say that <clears throat> looking at the space, marketing is obviously the most dynamic functional area or industry, so um, you kind of always have to keep your eye out there. I would say the one thing that's caught my eye recently is one of the new kind of trends that's happening, and that's kind of, we all know the tech, we all know the analytics side of things, but companies now looking back to spend and put more money towards TV. So with shows like Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, a lot of firms that were thinking, oh, we got to take away TV spend and look at digital and do all these other things are actually saying, wow, there's more people watching Walking Dead on a Sunday night than football. Right. So that was kind of interesting to see that start to happen, and now it's happening consistently. So that was just something that I was really interested to see. And so, so I would sense it's a migration from open cable to uh, open TV to cable, right? Yeah. Yeah, so um, with cable, now you have AMC, who's just like killing it, mm -hmm. making award-winning shows. So yeah, we, we know the HBOs of the world and sh you know, showtimes are amazing, but just regular cable stuff that anyone can access. Amazing. John? What about you, John? Um, so on a different spin, uh, I've been noticing, uh, I'm sure everybody has, that Nordstrom's coming to Canada, um, and they have a huge operation just launched at Toronto Eden Centre. Um, so for the past few days, if you've been looking around Toronto, you've seen little pop-ups, um, little mm -hmm. countdown signs right at the Gardner Museum down by TIFF. Um, last night there was that launch at Young and Dundas Square. And it's really interesting to see the next level and of retail coming to uh, fruition in Toronto. It's really making other retailers step up their game, such as 24 Hours Concierge. You can get an outfit shipped to you in two hours. Um, so if you're ever in need of a, a fresh dress shirt coming out of a meeting for the next meeting, you can literally call your, your concierge at Nordstrom and they'll ship that to you. That next level of retail and consumer um, helpfulness is really going to make uh, local retailers step up their game. Have you had a chance to go to the SACs, any of the SACs locations yet? I've uh, been to a couple of the SACs um, in Toronto, but I'm really interested to see what Nordstrom's going to do. And the Canadian market is really getting competitive. Um, Holtz, one of the premier retailers in Canada, is going to be undergoing a lot of new competition. So it's interesting mm -hmm. to see how they're going to react to that and what they're going to do to get ahead of that so they're not being reactive, more proactive. That's amazing. Um, so, James, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your position at the Career Center, 
what have you been doing there? And <laughs> what is just going on? You know, the first couple of weeks of school, people were excited. That, that's a loaded question. So um, I've been with the MBA career team for the past three and a half years. Um, it's been amazing, awesome team. Uh, students have been amazing. I work more on the side of the CPG retail portfolio. A lot of marketing as well, marketing focused as well, um, and then inter- media and entertainment when there's time. So uh, I help the students connect with industry, whether that's bringing them to campus for info sessions, um, obviously bringing industry to the clubs and you guys driving it, um, or, or bringing alum back and figuring out other ways. Maybe it's classroom. So um, that's been a fun ride. Prior to that, I worked all over the place in HR, a lot of program management and stuff. So I like the talent space and a lot of marketing. So that's been kind of just a fun evolution. What have we been doing? Funny enough, (laughs) summer is our busiest time. People actually don't think that, but it's the collision of the three classes. So you have graduating class, you have second years ramping up and getting ready for on campus. um, And then we all know those first years. So first year, super eager, um, love the energy, so excitable and energetic. Uh, So one of the things we've been doing, obviously, is on-campus stuff, helping graduates still find work. If they were taking some time off in the summer, we all know the program's pretty tough, so some people actually do take some time off, enjoy convocation, then start looking later. Um, And then, obviously, second year, uh, connecting and club stuff for the first years. So there's been a lot of meetings this week with all the different clubs. Great stuff. And what about you, John? Uh, as a president of RMA, what's your vision for the club? And, you know, what kind of exciting programs are we bringing to students this year? Um, similar to James's point, uh, we've had a very busy summer. Um, and that has been preparing the student body for a really... I haven't seen you at all, John. <laughs> we've been knocking on James's door quite a bit this summer. And probably one of the reasons he's been a little bit busier. Um, so we've really for looked ahead at our calendar and built a very robust group of programming. Um, there's been a few people this summer we've reached out to and really tried to build a stronger external relationship. Um, some of the students have seen we brought in Shane Stick of Marketing Magazine to come in and welcome the students. Um, just this morning we were on the call with the Canadian Marketing Association, really trying to build these relationships with these external communities to bring them on campus and show students the breadth of marketing in the Canadian landscape and abroad. Um, so we're really looking forward to connecting students with new employers and getting them jobs post-graduation and also having a really fun time. Um, and depending on what your definition of cool is, I think we have a really cool programming guy to have for you. Well, I agree. <laughs> so the, actually you touched some very interesting points and about career marketing and how what that looks like, right? Uh, James, first to you, obviously, do you see students coming to school with uh, any misconceptions or just some myths you hear about careers in marketing that mm-hmm. you think that it would be nice to tell everyone about and see that, because that might be true or might yeah. not be true? No, no, that's, that's a, a great point, Conrad. I mean, I, I think anyone that's, you know, been involved in, in just going out of your house and going to a store and seeing all the fun stuff or watching Mad Men on TV. They think it's all hunky-dory, whiskey-drinking, happy-go-lucky times. Um, It's all creative, yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's all fun. Um, You don't have to worry about anything but creative. And actually, it's, it's totally the opposite, especially nowadays. So marketing now, depending if you're a brand manager, depending if you're running digital stuff, you're owning... 
a piece of the pie like it's your own business. You have to be able to run numbers. You have to be able to communicate with your team. Um, you have to be really good at building relationships. It, it's a really dynamic, functional kind of area that I don't think people re- really realize how tough it is. It's probably the toughest, especially if you're in a CPG space where you're working every day with supply chain or corporate finance and you're juggling all these things, you're really owning it. So you have to be a leader and drive and do all these things that people probably don't think you have to really do. So I think that's probably something that people need to kind of learn. Because there's this huge misconception that people think that marketing is advertising, right? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe in the 50s it was (laughs) or the 60s. But it isn't that anymore. You're really a business owner and a project manager and a delegator and a leader. Like it's, it's not just creative. And it's got to be the fastest moving industry. Um, You really need to stay on top of it. And that's why we're trying to reach out to those external agencies and get off-campus support to really propensiate those skill sets. Um, Mm -hmm. you got to be forward-thinking. you got to be on on trend. you got to know what's happening um, with digital, with tech, with Mm -hmm. even being involved with all the different clubs on campus, such as operations. Um, Because being a brand manager, for instance, you're touching base with all of those aspects. you really got to be on your game. Well, imagine if you're launching something new, a new product, and, you know, for a retailer. Like, you have to be working with all your teams, your ops teams, your finance teams. Like, it's it's really dynamic stuff. You just can't be like, okay, I'm going to do this, and it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Not so much. And certainly a lot of times the marketing strategy also drives the company's entire strategy. So totally. a great place to be in. And speaking of industries, uh, you know, to both of you, what industries do you find that marketing as a function is in high demand? I would say right now, just the hottest one is financial services mm-hmm. because the banks are really trying to figure out how to really carve out their little pieces of the pie. For the longest time, they print money. People need money. It's pretty easy, but it, things have changed. Things have changed a lot, and we're actually seeing it with the combination of that business design kind of element. You know, what does a consumer want? How do we kind of market it? Um, that's why you're seeing all these digital factories and, and labs opening up in that space. Yeah, they're really trying to quanti- quantify those results. Um, so that's, again, mm-hmm. that's just forward-thinking marketing. You're putting numbers mm-hmm. to those those consumers, but then also really getting to know them, too, um, mm-hmm. through one-on-one interviews and then that broader um, quantifiable scale. Yeah, and it's, it's actually incredible how much information and insight you can get through the classes we have at Robin, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People who come from a marketing background, like myself, who have, were never exposed to that kind of uh, information, it really makes a difference if you want to play in that space. And, and marketing is just so big. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the biggest area out of all of them. Um, whether you're doing the brand stuff, the digital stuff, um, analytics now is huge. You know, what does that all mean? Even now consulting. You know, brand consulting is a big deal. So it's just so many places to play, so much to soak up. It's probably the toughest. And so, so it's actually a great beginning for the question I have for you next is, what do you think is the number one reason people succeed or fail working in marketing? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, well, marketing is all about communication, right? So communication drives business, it drives the message, and it gets buy-in. So... The people that do the best in marketing are the ones that can really connect with people and communicate and get the message across. You know, if you're driving a brand and you're owning a P&L, you need everyone to be on board. 
So having that ability to influence, um, build relationships, build trust, those are the ones that do the best. You're not always marketing, you know, to the external people. You're, you're marketing to your team, right? Or your senior leaders or, or corporate finance. You know, if corporate finance says, you know what, this is not going to happen. You guys don't have the money. You have to be able to convince them on that, on that business case and say, actually, we can do it. We can make it happen. So the people that can build bridges, connect, communicate, have that trust are the ones that do the best. So you're saying that networking does not stop when you find a job, is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, networking never stops. I think as long as people leave the house, it's going to never, ever, ever stop because you're always connecting with people. I mean, the other day, it's funny, I, I was on the subway and you just had this woman with her baby. And, you know, the baby's kind of like, hi, everybody, and, like, pulling on people and stuff, and everyone's smiling, and, and you're already starting to discuss and chat and say, well, I, had, I have a little one like that, or love that color, love her hat. Like, mm-hmm. you, you never stop engaging. Mm-hmm. So I, I just can't see that happening. And to that point, then, what, what would be some tips for reaching out to people and networking? Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I think it never stops. So, so first, before you network and you kind of do that, you need to figure out what you want to low, like know and learn mm-hmm. because um, you can talk to tons of people, but it may have no value. Right. So figuring out your plan, figuring out what you want to do, um, what does your heart tell you, right? Until you settle in here, um, get climatized, meet everybody, you may not be ready. So I, I think there's some time you need to just settle in. Do your homework, talk to your second years, talk to your coaches, talk to everyone you can, just start building up that feel for what you want to learn. And then you can start reaching out. Right, and I think also an important point that I found were useful is that when you do decide to network with someone that you had a really great conversation with, it's also important to maintain that contact and you know follow up once in a while. And a lot of times we forget to do that. And mm-hmm. sometimes it could be as simple as sending them uh, an interesting article you came totally. across. It would be a really easy way. Even our speaker series here. Right. Speaker series is one of the most underutilized thing we have here. There's so many times I just reach out to my industry contacts that I haven't really chatted in a while because they haven't come to campus or we haven't had time to connect. I say, hey, guys, there's a really cool thing happening on digital next week. Just let me know if you want to come. Yeah, I, I'll echo James on that too. I'm, uh, I've reached out to some industry contacts of companies I want to get to know a little bit better. So I offer them a value add of saying, hey, I'd like you to join this conference or speaker series as my guest at Rotman. Uh, more often than not, they're, they're too busy, but they appreciate the, mm-hmm. the ask. Mm-hmm. Well, and so that is incredible. This is a lot of insights, and I feel that that also applies to looking for a job, right? Mm-hmm. I had a lot of uh, new students coming to me and say, hey, I am XYZ, and I want to work at this specific place or industry. What should I do? And what would be your advice? It's very hard mm-hmm. to answer that question, right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think everyone's path is a little different. And I think everyone, especially when, once you walk through the doors of this building, you learn so much. Right? So we all know, first week, I'm going to work here. I love that. This firm's awesome. But I think if we just take a step back and just take some time to soak it all in, over time you start developing the true interest or not. We all know... Oh, brand management, super cool, want to do it. But as you start talking to people and just figuring out what you want to do and see what's happening in industry, sometimes your opinion changes or your ideas change. So again, 
I always kind of say, take a step back, soak it all in, go to the club events, go to the speaker series events, listen to your classmates, talk to people about their experiences pre-Rotman. Um, and then as you're here, then you can start carving out what you want to do. There's no rush. This is a two-year journey. And then this is, these two years are for your next 30. For sure. And actually, I heard an amazing advice from someone. Um, she told me that, well, if you're looking into this company or if you're looking into this specific position, start reading about it. Totally. And if you find it boring, it might not be for you. It might not be for you. And then uh, for any student that's not familiar with the landscape, I would just start saying do your homework on the space. So if you're an international student, not quite familiar with, you know, financial services um, or, or CPG or retail, just get used to what's happening in the space and who are the players and what are exciting things happening. Well, this is uh, great stuff. And John, do you want to also give a couple tips for first years? What would be some key messages or advice that you would like to give to first years? Uh, you're in for a, a heavy ride. Um, <laughs> Just be, just be ready for it. Um, it it's a great journey. Um, I can't speak highly enough of the Rotman experience in first year. Wish I was in your shoes, but at the same time, uh, it's pretty good to be in second year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what about for second years? Um, second year, so so far, um, it's it's about choosing the right classes, finding your schedule, and um, the resource of time is definitely my my biggest problem right now. Um, being really committed to a couple clubs, doing there's so many opportunities such as independent consulting projects. Um, you can do studying abroad. Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as you choose one thing, though, you quite often have to turn another thing down. So just being really strategic in terms of what you want to do and what you want to get out of it, and what what legacy, if you even want to live one, leave one, what you want to leave here. Um, there's a lot of opportunity, and just be ready for it. Okay, and on that amazing advice, I would like to thank you both. James and John for being here with us on our first ever marketing podcast. It's amazing. Thank you so for thank having you very us. Thank you very much for having us. And stay tuned for our next episode.